Welcome back to Cry About It, the podcast that touches on all those sad songs that make us oh so happy. Today I'm joined by David Adestad, aka The Workday Release, and I'm very excited uh, to have you with us today, David. We're going to touch on um, the backstory, how he got started, how he made a career in music, and also his new album that just released uh, about two weeks ago. So, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So, David, one of the things that really stuck out to me as I uh, was preparing for this interview a little bit was you noted that your first love was filmmaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I really noticed um, for a lot of your singles that were released, there were just super high quality videos to go along mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. Is, it, is that really important to you to bring the visual storytelling element into the songs? Yeah, it has it has been more recently because, you know, this time uh, music videos were such a focus. We wanted to do three for the for the singles. And so it was really exciting getting to kind of intertwine that video stuff is so expensive. I'm sure, you know, and anybody that's watching knows. Um, And it can be pretty inexpensive to make music nowadays, which is nice. But yeah, I've always loved the process of filmmaking. Um, I do a lot of video work, like I still get contracted to shoot stuff and edit stuff. Um, It's something that I still love to do. So it was fun being able to kind of incorporate that and think about how would I represent my songwriting visually, because I really haven't done a ton of that in the past. Um, I've had situations where people have offered to shoot, but, um, you know, it's hard to do like the, even even the the low-key indie look is still hard to nail you know so um i didn't i never wanted to make anything that was like cheap or you know didn't didn't like paint the right picture of what i was trying to convey so it was it's really exciting this time being able to do three really high quality videos and being in charge of that you know being able to be like i know exactly what i want because i'm definitely somebody who has a vision with this kind of stuff um so it is important to me and i've, I've really enjoyed that aspect of it this time around so how involved in the music videos were you um, as far as developing the storyline or mm-hmm. kind of uh, shadow producing? Was, was that all you? <laughs> I did everything. So I wrote, I wrote the treatment completely from start to finish. Uh, you know, like I came up with the concept, I directed, I edited them. Um, so I did everything. It was, it was very like the only person that I hired was a DP to come and shoot. Um, and then I had a couple friends that were on hand to assist with lighting or, you know, playing back the track, but yeah, I, I mean, I from top to bottom, I was the one directing and editing and writing the treatments. Well, great job. I think Thank uh, you. <laughs> across all three of them, Thank you. I thought they were great. And uh, do you, you think that, uh, be it the storytelling aspect of video or being kind of a singer-songwriter for a while, do you think yeah. that the, the two of those translate? I mean, at the end of the day, you're telling stories, right? Do you find yeah. a lot of crossover in the mediums? Definitely, yes. And that's I've talked about this a few times, but that was like my frustration with the filmmaking process is it takes a huge team of a lot of people, a lot of money, and then you all have to be on the same page, you know, or like, or good at communication so that you can get something finished. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, songwriting was a place I could go to at a, at a piano or with my guitar and just do storytelling very quickly. Um, and I really like, I like this, like I like, I like creating something and then having a conversation about it. And with songwriting that it's just been so much quicker, you know, to be able to do that, to make something, release it, put it out and then engage somebody in, in the, in the content, you know? 
but yeah, I mean, yeah, they're bound by the same things and, it, you know, this love for storytelling and it's fun being able to like infuse them with each other, like have them, um, cause you know, it's like, once you see the music video for a song you love, you can't listen to the song without seeing the video in your head. Right. Like they become, they become married. So I think that's really powerful. It's really cool to give uh, songs a visual element. Yeah. So you've been on your grind constantly from, from what I could tell <laughs> yeah. with the research. Yeah. Do you have any tip or tips for anybody out there that's, you know, they're, they're starting out or they're hitting that point in their career where they're really jumping in, you know, full steam, um, yeah. how to, how to achieve their dreams, but not get burnt out at the same time. Yeah. I, I mean, it starts with, and, and no, no like aspiring songwriter artist does this right out the gate because they're just like, I want to do this and I'm going to do it. But taking the time to really define what you're trying to do, like, there, there's so many different avenues within, within music, right? I mean, you could be a guitarist in a band. That's completely different from somebody who's a songwriter, which is completely different from a songwriter who does a lot of co-writes, right? There's just, there's so many different avenues that you can embark on. And I think if you... You don't have to be limited to one thing for sure. You could try a lot of different things, but if you kind of define what lane you would like to be in, if you feel very strongly about it, um, and then what success might look like for you uh, in that thing, I think it'll help you one, you know, get to where you're trying to go quicker because you have an idea of a lane you're trying to get into. Um, and then also too, like it'll help you be more satisfied with, with uh when you do achieve things along the way because a lot of times i think it's pretty common for artists to just jump into the music industry and get burnt out because they don't know what their definition of success is and they don't know what they're trying to do and then they're missing all the little like successes along the way right because if i was if i mean i'm sure i still have goals now 12 years in but if I were to tell my 17 year old self some of the things that I would do that I've done, he would be like, are you kidding me? You got to do that, you know? And it's, it's really important to not lose sight of those kinds of things because it's an industry that will burn, burn you out. I just think most creative ones do, you know? Um, so yeah, I would say like, yeah, defining those goals and then, and then right away, if you know what you're trying to do, find people that are gonna offer you critique and feedback, honest critique and feedback your parents are going to tell you that it's awesome maybe hopefully and your friends and family are going to be like yeah it's good because they don't want to hurt your feelings <laughs> you know um but yeah it's important to kind of like identify people that will just tell you like it is even if you don't agree with it you know it, it will help you i think that's super interesting and, and i think you hit right on the point treat it like a job like mm -hmm. an actual job and yeah. then like you said finding finding that person that will give you the honest feedback and be like hey it's not your best work you know and, right and not just stroke the ego because i think people get yes. lost in that a lot mm -hmm. right and you so you've been putting out from what i could tell and you've been on my radar for a little while a, yeah. you you were a singles guy for a long time right you would drop yeah. single after single after mm -hmm. single yeah and i think we've we've had it ingrained in our head that that that's kind of the way the music industry is going and 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 it, and it appears to be especially even more so now with the rise of tiktok and yeah and mm -hmm. me mediums like that that's got to be be a lot right because you were putting out consistent single after single yeah and uh what what is that process like as opposed to now you're putting out this album mm -hmm. so so the the writing process when you go from single to album yeah i mean i i started putting out singles because i had put out a couple records and i had good experiences but i got to the point where i was burnt out like i was you know 
I had, I had a couple of things where it was just like, this isn't going where I want it to go. Um, and then with that being like, what do I want out of songwriting? And so I, I came to a place where I was like, I'm not going to worry about promo. Like I can't think about it anymore. It burns me out. I'm not going to think about posting on Instagram every day. I'm, but if, if I'm not going to think about those things, I need to be giving my audience music because that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying I'm going to do. You know, it's like, I'm a songwriter. Well, I should be delivering songs, you know? Um, and so I kind of flipped it and being like, I'm not really going to do the self promo thing. I, I really want people to judge me as a songwriter. You know, if they, if they like the stuff, I want them to engage with that. And then I kind of went anti-production. So I said, I'm not going to, I don't have a lot of money to spend on this. You know, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saving up thousands and thousands of dollars and spending it on records when Spotify, Spotify pays 0 0.003 cents, you know? So I asked a friend of mine who was a producer, Hey, if I came over and did, you know, I had a song and I did two takes of guitar, two takes of vocals, and we just did the best we could you know, like in two or three hours and put it out, what would you charge me? And my friend was like 50 bucks. And I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's totally doable. Um, so I'm going to make it all about the song. I'm going to make it about, you know, performance and songwriting. And so I started writing, recording and releasing one song a week for 10 weeks. I like set that as a challenge for myself. Um, and they were super raw, you know, it was just, I'm not going to tune the vocal. Like I'm, it's not big production stuff. There's no accompanying, accompanying, accompanying instruments. Um, and just let it be what it is and that's okay. And if people like it, they're going to like it. If they don't, they don't, that's fine. And it became like my most successful thing. You know, I was getting, I was, I, I now, one of the songs on that record has 800,000 streams, you know, and, and, and I did it in an, two hours. And, and then I had a, a kid ask me if he could remix the song. Uh, he was from Sweden, a young kid that was like, I'll do it for free. I just want to do it. And that has 800,000 streams. Right. You know, and so it's like, if you add up the, the pay rate, like if you want to think about it from a business standpoint, I've made four or $5,000 off that song that cost me 50 bucks. And it just felt like a more practical way to approach the music business. Cause I was like, like you're saying, approach it like a job. Well, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to spend 50 bucks, I need to get this many streams, not as many as I need if I'm spending $50,000 on a record, you know? Uh, and so it became much more satisfying because it was about songwriting first and foremost, the messages that I was getting from people about those songs were very emotional. You know, it was like, I love the song. I love how raw it is that it's not, that it's not perfect. Um, and this is what the song means to me. And then yes, like financially, I was just making more money like off of those things. And again, it's not enough to live in California, <laughs> but, but it was like, it was, um, you know, sustaining itself, which is awesome. So all that to say, like, yeah, I, the work day release turned into a place where I was, where I was kind of anti-production and anti-self-promotion. And then when I, when I connected with NC Records, they signed me for an, actually another project that I'm doing called Closer, which is much more pop production. But they knew about the work day release and I was like, I have 11 songs, I could make a work day record too. Uh, and they were like, great, let's do it. So that's what brought me to making a record. And, and part of that is I love records. I love albums, start to finish albums that I can put on in the car, um, wanting to elaborate on the production style. I mean, if you listen to the record, it's very singer songwriter, but there is, there's, there's much more going on. Um, and getting a budget to be able to produce it myself, go to a nice studio, record it properly, 
that was really exciting. And I hadn't done, I felt like I'd been promising my fans for a long time. Oh, a record is coming. A record is coming. And I had one fall through that I was working on with the producer and it, just, it didn't go anywhere. And then I was over the songs, like by the time, you know, it could have gotten finished. So it was nice to be able to turn my attention towards putting out a record, like a proper record and giving that to my audience. Um, and still trying to like maintain that thing of like, it's, it's a songwriter, it's a singer songwriter record, you know, it is. Uh, but it, yeah, it's just nice to be able to not, because the other songs I was literally just writing, recording and releasing the next day. <laughs> I was just like, it's up, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And then, and then this time doing this, like actually talking about it and promoting it and making sure that people know that it exists, <laughs> you know, it's important. A couple of things you touched on there are super interesting. Cause I, I really think that that is the future of the music industry, right? Is yeah. exactly what you did and, or, or at least the future of how do you make a living at music? Yeah. Is the exact formula there. You, you nailed it. Um, yeah. Like you said, spend fi- what's your ROI. From yeah, exactly. Yes. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like you said, I, as I dove into your numbers, like you're doing, you were doing serious numbers, right? You're, yeah. You're hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of songs, you mm-hmm. know, millions of, of Spotify streams. Yeah. Then NC records comes in and you, and you sign the record deal. Yeah. So a lot of people out there might say you're doing it. You're, don't you're, do it. <laughs> what, what's, uh, yeah. you know, what, what's the, the need for, I, I think people have this Macklemore uh, impression mm-hmm. in their head where it's like, right. more is this independent artist, but yeah. he, had a, he had a whole team behind him. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're, you're more buying into the, the team and the services and what they could provide you with the record label. Right? right. Totally. Yeah. And I would say, I would say NC is one in a million in a lot of ways. The head of the label, Pat, uh, I've known him for 12 years. No, no, no. 10, nine, a long time. And I've known him long enough to know that he's very artist uh, focused. You know, he's, he's about artist development, which is a word that doesn't even exist in the music industry anymore. You know, it's like, they don't care about developing you as a songwriter. They only care about, oh, you, you had 5 million views on that one thing. Like, sure, we'll sign you because you have an audience. Um, and so knowing that about him and him just wanting, him just being a fan, like that made a big difference to me. Even when we haven't worked together, he's expressed that he enjoys my music and is supportive of me. Um, so that made a that made a big difference. And I like it's kind of just like this, you know, the stars aligned on this kind of this kind of thing where he was like, I have a new label, I want to do this, we're just gonna put out good music, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do the thing. Do you wanna do you wanna do it? It was so simple, which is nice because I yeah, I wouldn't encourage most artists to sign a record deal, honestly, because one it's like artists are begging labels to pay attention to them and you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you know, it's like, because even if they sign you, there's no guarantee that they're going to do anything with you. Um, right. And so, yeah, if you're going to sign a record deal, I mean, make sure first that you like the people at the label and that they're fans of, of the music, that they care about you and they like the songs because otherwise you're not going to get any attention unless it's convenient. Um, and yeah, so for me, it just, it all made sense, you know, with them, them being able to say, we can help you achieve this vision that I couldn't on my own. You know, I wasn't about to go spend this kind of money, which isn't even a lot. I produced it myself. So it's like, it's not a lot of money, but I wasn't in a position to say, I'm going to go make that workday record right now. And they were, they said, we can help you do that. So it, it made sense. Right. And, um, even just them liking the record, it just, it matters. And, and they're also partners that they kind of allow me the space to do what I do. They're not, they're not constantly being like, you know, change this, do this. You know, they're, they're like, you're doing what you're doing. Go do it. 
uh, and we'll, and we're going to try and help. So yeah, it's been, it's been a really good relationship for longer than this record. It's existed in the past, but I'm excited to, uh, yeah, be with them. And I'm a big fan of the stuff they're signing. Like they're signing some really, really cool acts and that's really exciting too to just be able to listen and be like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, I completely agree there. I've, yeah, I've yeah. been following along for a little while. So I wanted to kind of touch on the three singles that you've put out cool. um, so far. So the first one uh, I want to jump on is the the latest one that you put out. I do. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super cool song. Um, <laughs> again, you. with the, uh, the storytelling aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. I love the video that goes along with it. Right. Thank you. Is, Thank you. So is that your your actual wife? It is, yeah, it's yeah. My actual wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's awesome. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I the the chemistry it seems so real. The video just seems <laughs> so real to me that that yeah. I really appreciate it. So yeah. everybody should definitely go check that one out. Thank and you. that that song had a a vibe to me like almost like a uh, like the singer songwriter like late '90s early 2000s. Oh, it. I love that. Yeah, that really brought awesome. me back to like a Ben Queller, Ben nice. Lee, Ben Lee. Um, yeah. Howie Day almost, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, I loved it. It, it. it brought me right back to like my old uh, radio station or my old radio gig in college. What nice, I, the, the nice. stuff I would play, you know, so. Yeah. So I really liked it. Um, with such a, a personal song like that, and I, I'm sure a lot of your songs are personal, but yeah. that one right there, like you put your, your life on display. Yeah. Do you find, do you find that to be, be harder to tell like a true, like right out there story than something more? Uh, I, I would say, I mean, that song is so happy. It's it's just like pure joy. And that has been my experience of marriage, so I don't have to lie, you know? Right. But um, I think the angle that I wanted to take with it, I'm always trying to find a way to come at a love song that might be different than what's been done in the past. And even if it is like a wedding-themed song, the idea that I do is not something you only say on your wedding day, but it's something you say two years later, you know, into life that made it more interesting to me. And with the video, I was trying to find ways to portray that, you know, where it's, it's a wedding song. Like I do is something you say on your wedding day, but how can we give it this interesting angle? And so, yeah, like for the video, I was like, Oh, I want like a a time of like life transition. And so moving was like a really easy way to do that. And I was like, Oh, what if we come across like the suit and dress and then we just ditch moving and we run around our local, you know, downtown area where we know a lot of these businesses personally, you know? And so they would let us come in and shoot. And that was just so much fun. And, it, and it's a way to um, hopefully inspire people about marriage because I think the world has a pretty, I did. I had a really negative view of marriage before I got married. Um, and I talked about this in one interview, but I said, I don't think I realized, because my parents are very happily married and my wife's parents are very happily married, but I don't think I realized how much my view of marriage was influenced by like sitcom Uh, television where you know the wife is like controlling and annoying and the husband is always trying to get away and play golf you know it's like that was kind of my view and so with me creating things that's been something I've really wanted to maybe impart on young people is that marriage can be a really awesome and you know joy-filled thing and and you want to acknowledge too like it's not always perfect or or easy um, but it's, it's good, you know? So that was like really important to me. And the video was so much fun. It was, it was a one day shoot and it was just like insanity because we were, sp- I had to, you know, schedule out each, each location and be like, we're going to be here for like 15 minutes and we got to like get in and then get out. And then it was like perfect weather all week. And then the one day we shot thunder and rain and then the, the rest of the week, 
perfect weather, but we had, we had already rescheduled once and I was like, this is it, we're doing it, you know, but like the opening scene when we're moving in our apartment, it was just booming thunder the whole time. We were just laughing. We're like, this is it. This is what filmmaking is, you know, it's how it always works. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So there's one scene in that, in the video that really stuck out to me. So I'm a comic book guy. Oh yeah! <laughs> uh, when when you held up the uh, the the comic X-Men. book, with, yeah, X Men, Gray, and yeah, uh-huh. uh, or Phoenix, whatever. With the, yeah, so was that planned into the script or was that yes. happenstance? No, so it was planned. I I was thinking about like the local businesses that we had, and I was thinking visually, you know, like what are interesting places that we can go to, and we have this really awesome comic book store here. And I was like, that'd be a great place to shoot. So full of color, you know, and I, I mean, I'm a movie nerd. I'm, I would say that I'm getting into comics recently. I have a stack on my bed that I got to get through. Um, but it's a new world for me. But when I, when I met with the owner, I was like, do you have any covers of a bride and a groom? And they were all like, we know exactly what to do. You yeah. Know? So, and it was an exciting, um, it was an exciting opportunity to support support local businesses so we we bought that comic book you know at every single place we went we made a purchase because that was really important to us too um so yeah i still have it <laughs> so i uh I, I as soon as i saw that in the the um video yeah caught my attention i have that comic book somewhere you do that's amazing I do, yeah and i yeah. uh i like I, I i've lived away from my parents for 15 years now yeah and recently my dad brought down two boxes of of comic books from when i was a kid nice and there's probably five more at their house, but I was digging through them um, last night looking for that specific comic. I know, <laughs> That's I, know <laughs> I know yeah. what the cover looks like, but yeah. like, I, I couldn't find it. It must still be at their house. I was going to just like throw it <laughs> up. Like, hey, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, if you find cool. it, let me know. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll send you on Instagram a picture of it. Nice. <laughs> so the other two songs that really caught my attention were you and say a lot with light. And first of all, the, the visuals, the, the videos are stunning. Thank you. And um, I really dug into them a, a lot. And so uh, take this podcast at a little weird um, personal space for me here. Oh, cool. Mike had emailed me about the – Mike would be is, yeah. uh, your publicist. 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 <laughs> yeah. So he had emailed me about the interview um, the day after my father-in-law passed away two weeks ago. Mm, I'm sorry. Thank you very much. But – those songs so i so kind of take my mind I, I dove into work a little bit i was listening to those two songs and i'm not like not a overly religious person hmm. but i found a lot of comfort and i found myself listening to those songs a lot um they wow. were very soothing and and good for the soul during yeah. during that point in time so i just wanted to you know let you know that a little, a little you. bit i'm so i'm so glad um, i connected with you so i really I, I really did connect with them on 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 a really cool level Cool. Um, and I, I, so then I started diving into, that's kind of what, like, I, those songs really hit me. I, I love the first one, but those really hit me. And then I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do this interview. Cause cool. I started diving into your story and I thought it was really neat. And, um, there was a line in an interview that I read that you had done. It was something like, uh, your love for art was spawned on the floor of a dance studio playing with action <laughs> figures and eating <laughs> nuggets or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, and, and in there, you talked a little bit about, um, your religious influences and stuff like that. Yeah. What, what, what does that play? Um, as you're writing songs, is that conscious or subconscious? Does it, does it just come about or are you, you talking down, about you you mean down like down my, say, my religious background? No, like as you're writing no. a song, like, uh, what influences oh. does that play on it? Do you sit down and say like, I want to write a song 
that is about this this, or does Mm -hmm. it naturally just just come in because those songs to me had that meaning when I listened to it but if I listen to them in a in a totally different headspace like they could have meanings that everybody could find their own meaning in it right yeah Um, that's awesome honestly like at this stage in my career it all kind of happens simultaneously like I will definitely approach a song saying I want to write about this, you know, specific thing. Um, And I'll start doing that. But often, you know, like sitting at the piano is such a meditative thing for me. It's such a, it's such a, more so than guitar. It's just like this meditative uh, space of peace. Um, And I'll find myself really wanting inspiration to lead, you know, of of being like, I'm just going to play stuff and whatever I respond to. And then as I'm working on the vocal melody, words will kind of just spill out of me. At least I always say that like the first verse and chorus are kind of just like, you know, emptying myself. And then I'll be like, Oh, you know, like this reminds me of like this that I've been thinking about, or I can see that I'm kind of going in this direction. And then it becomes like an intentional thing of being like, okay, how do I stay uh, on this path to write about this thing in a very specific way? But the, you know, like with songwriting, I mean, I have over 60 something songs on Spotify. Those are just the ones that are released. Like I write, really often and very quickly like it's it's pretty rare that a song takes me more than 30 minutes nowadays because i'm just like this is what the song is and i just get it done um and so yeah i I would say at this stage it happens very very quickly in and i'm doing all those things at one time you know um but you and say a lot with light i would say lyrically i'm i'm like always trying to find a way to write uh like if i was like to check off a list I'm trying to write really specifically so that it doesn't sound boring, right? It's like, you, you got to understand that I'm like writing about something specific, but I'm always trying to use language that can open it up to interpretation. Like I never, there's like a, I can tell when I cross a line um, with specifics that might like shut people off from re- relating to it. And so, yeah, and in a perfect world, a song is specific, but ambiguous enough that people can read their own lives and into that right um so that's something i've gotten better at over over the years and and like say a lot with light is about staying true to yourself it's 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 about um you know just being like it's really about my wife like she, she waited a very long time to get married she's nine years older than me and she was just like a very independent person who was like i know what i'm looking for you know as far as it comes when it comes to marriage and if i'm not going to have that i'm okay being alone and i always really respected that i was really admi- admired that and so say a lot with light is about just staying true to that that kind of intention and so i can use a specific story like that to say a lot about love right it's like i want to say these things about marriage and love um and what it's like to be true to yourself but how do i find language that's a little bit more vague where people can kind of read themselves into the story and like that phrase of like say a lot with light it could mean so many different things really for me it says it means to speak with truth and peace and freedom it's like when i get it means like when i get to to this point i will no longer be speaking in a place out of like burden you know like or, or or weight and so I'm always trying to find creative phrases like that that can open the song up to people, but say something very specific. And then you, it, it, you, I, it's funny because after I wrote it and was playing it, it's again, it's about my wife. Like it, it's about how she grounds me. And cause I'm somebody who I spend a lot of time in my head and I just get like lost in my head. 
Um, and that's been pretty overwhelming for people in the past that I've dated, but she is just like this bubbly, happy person constantly, you know, over here. And she's just like a presence that when she's around, it kind of guides me back to enjoying reality. Um, and so, but after I wrote it, I was like, man, I could see anybody thinking this song is about God. It, you know, if that's something that is right. important to them, because it's really just about clarity, right? It's about somebody that offers clarity when you're constantly, you know, going off the deep end or going, you know, going into the deep end um, and using like drowning language, you know, a lot of water imagery in the verses. And that was really cool because again, with a video, you're, you're, you're um, confined to a budget. And so it's like, what's a way to represent this concept uh, cheaply, <laughs> but like effectively. And so I had the idea for a tunnel and just finding the tunnel was the hardest part. You know, I put, I put on Instagram, I was like, does anybody know about a tunnel? It's got to be long. It's got to be clean, you know. Um, and a friend of mine who ended up assisting on the shoot, he found this tunnel that's actually a storm drain um, in Southern California. And so, and then using like lights, like blue and red, you know, to kind of symbolize that drowning thing or, or like hypnotic kind of wandering. Uh, that was really fun. It was, it was, it, it was like a challenge to make the tunnel interesting for three minutes. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. How, do, how do we tell a whole story like in this one space? Um, but it was really fun because it, that, that also felt visually ambiguous, right? It's more abstract of a concept where people can see themselves and really just like take hold of a feeling, which is really important to me. Um, so yeah, that's like, that's, those two songs are guided by those kinds of things. But again, like I'm trying to make things accessible to people. Yeah, I mean, you was the first song that, that I heard and, and I, I heard it through the video. So yeah, okay. like, especially with the headspace I was in right at that time, like grabbed me um, the whole like, like the lyrics, the the visual, the, the yeah. heading towards the light, like all of that like grabbed me and it, and it, cool. it captivated me and it, it definitely like now has a, a, a special place in my life forever just because of, awesome. of where I was. So yeah. definitely appreciate that song a lot. Um, so now the, the album just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, chances are that a, that a lot of our listeners might be unfamiliar with you. So totally tell somebody one thing about the album and why they should yeah. listen to it. Um, uh, I, maybe the best way to explain it is the, is by the title. Cause I, I think like the, so the title of the record is like the light of stars and it's not a title that references, um, like a concept of the record or even a specific song. It represents like what this record is to me and my experience of having a career in music. And so first of all, the album is best described as a summary of what the workday release is. I think it sounds like all my seven records put together. You know, if, if I were to say like, okay, here's a sound that can kind of sum up what the work to release has been. Um, I think it represents me as a songwriter. It shows diversity, you know, like all track to track. There's a lot of different sounds on the record. Um, and then, yeah, so this concept of, I have a lyric that says, I am near and far gone and coming to like the light of stars. And so the whole concept is that when we look up at the stars, the light that we're seeing is not the light that's being currently emitted by the stars, right? Like some of those stars could be gone uh, and their light is just reaching us. And I felt like it was a really good analogy for what it's been like to create art as an artist. Because a lot of times in the past, I told you I was bad at self-promotion. And so I would release a record and then I would like pretty much quit. Like I would walk away because, you know, there wasn't enough of like a, 
uh, a support for the record immediately to justify me really focusing on it. So I would stop and then like a year or two years later, the record would really pick up steam and I would start getting all these messages from people being like, I heard your record for the first time. It's so great. Like, what are you doing? Are you touring? And it would be very like this weird experience. And I felt like it really like that title, like the light of stars. It's like, I'm going to, I'm releasing this record now, but the biggest impact it might have on somebody's life might be 10 years from now, you know, and who knows what I'll be doing by then. I have no idea, you know? Right. And so it felt like a really good way to sum up like what it is to be a, a musician. And especially in this day and age where there's so many stars, you know, it's like, it's so crowded. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, it's, it's a really personal record for me. Some of the songs are like, there's two songs, keep out the wolves in circles that only ever existed as demos, but I actually wrote those songs 11 or 10 years ago. And fans would always be like, when are you going to put this song out? And I just left it as a demo on SoundCloud for 10 years. And there was enough, you know, people asking about that, that I was like, I'm going to give those songs finally, you know, to, to my audience. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it just, this record accomplishes a lot for me personally. You know, it, it's, it, I got to say a lot with it. Um, but if I were to, if I were to recommend one song, it'd probably be the first song on the record. Like, there's a reason why Say A Lot With Light is the first song on the record. It's my favorite song on the record. Um, it obviously has an intro feel to it. Like, I made the intro longer to it. It kind of has that thing of inviting you in. But I think it, I think it represents the work they release really well, but also moves the, um, the sound in a, in a more modern and grown up direction, which I, which I hope people listen and be like, Oh yeah, that's a songwriter who's been doing this for 12 years, you know? Um, and sometimes it's going to be the only song people hear cause they might hear, you know, they might not like the rest of the record. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, Oh, the le least hear that my favorite song. <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, I think listening to the album and, and what I've heard of it is yeah. it's definitely a polished, great singer songwriter pop album. Um, and like I said, like I, I heard influences or, or maybe not influences, but it, it brought me back to like the early 2000s pop rock, uh, cool. alt, alt stuff. Um, yeah. But also like, I, I feel like anybody that likes like Owl City and yeah. things like that would definitely yeah. gravitate heavily to it as well. Cool. Uh, I heard all yeah. of that in there. So anybody listening to this, check it out and I, I, can, I can sign off on it and like, let you know <laughs> that I think you'd like it. Thank you. So, well, hey, thank you so much for being with us. All the best of luck and... Um, Thank you so much just again for being here. Yeah. Thanks I'd love for the to music. come back again and talk about other stuff. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and next time you put something out, just uh, shoot me a message and we'd love to have you on again. Cool. All right. Thanks All so right. much for having me. Appreciate Take it. Take care. Thank you.